FPL managers, it's Reedy here. Welcome back to the FPL Alex Game Week 16 podcast. Fancy managers, welcome to the Game Week 16 FPL, FPL Addicts even uh, preview podcast, which is sponsored by Bonus Bank. If you're new around here, uh, make sure you give our podcast or video some uh, love with a like, as well as a search, or as well as clicking that subscribe button. I can't get my words out today, so that's always a good start. But um, let's say good day to our uh, to our panelists. Uh, we've got Chazza. Uh, all the way from Australia, as always, looking well in his shirt and his mullets. Um, and then we have a special guest with Ryan from Football Chatbox. So I will go to Ryan first, if you don't mind, Chaz. I know, I know, I know you can wait a little bit just because uh, we've we've not had Ryan on. Oh, well, maybe it's the first time. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, Ryan's not in there. But how you doing, mate? Not too bad. Thank you for asking. I'm delighted to be on. Um, I've watched the show before and obviously had you guys as well <laughs> on, but <laughs> looking forward to being on the FPL Addict show and also contributing. Yeah, brilliant to have you on. And how are you getting on, Chazza? Really, it's great to be back on the pod after the last couple of weeks. I'm very sorry and massive apologies for not being able to make it. Excited to dissect what has been a catastrophic game week 15. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it's been a bad one. Obviously, game week thirteen was was up there, maybe, but uh, yeah, this one's probably been a little bit underwhelming, considering it's a midweek, uh, you know, fixtures and, and game week, and we get we get excited with all these back to backs, and then we kind of just get brought back down to earth quite quickly. Um, but yeah, in terms of what we'll do, we'll review game week fifteen, have a look at the uh, at the results and so on. A couple of games were played last night. Obviously, the last games of the game week, um, but some uh, some great games, I suppose, to, to kick off on the uh, on the Tuesday. So I'll have a quick look at those, and I will just bring those up now. There we go. So we started off basically with Wolves and Burnley. Um, well, let's go to Luton Arsenal. Well, first, come on. I mean, there are some Huang. You know, he chan owners out there, and uh, you know, this guy's he's getting overlooked in FBL, surely. I mean, I know it's he a is. one nil many weeks. He has, he I has, agree. you know, I, we did speak speak about this when I, when I was on uh, Ryan's podcast actually with Mira. Uh, we did briefly mention that I know it's not the most exciting game, and I mean, not many of his own assets from those teams, but um, I think it's probably fair to say that Wolves only beating Burnley one nil is a little bit met, isn't it? You'd probably have expected. You know a bit more from them, right? Who me or like? I'll go to you, Ryan. Yeah, yeah I, I guess so. But then again, it's such a like uh, wolves do find it hard to score at times. Like that shooting boots aren't like there most of the time. They're like they're like Everton, even though Everton has scored three uh, this <laughs> yeah. weekend. But the, the, in general, you expect you look at wolves and you go creates a lot of chances, just can't finish it. Yeah, and oh, that's, that's basically yeah. 
that's the perfect uh, way to put it, to, to be fair, Ryan. Um, but yeah, Chan did get his points. Wolves did keep a clean sheet also, um, if anybody managed to get their defenders. I mean, we all know that Craig Dawson is an absolute legend um, of, of, a, of a defender and also FPL asset. But going on, I know Chaz is chomping at the bit here to talk about the Luton-Arsenal game because... Go on, Chaz. Just, just right. So, we missed Wolves Burnley game just very briefly. Two points. One, I felt Burnley probably deserved to go out of this game. Their first half chances weren't too bad. And two, why bother mentioning Craig Dawson? It isn't the 2016 17 season when he was a dominant centre back at West Brom, okay? He's now, back. Let's go to- he's back. <laughs> yeah, he's somehow back. Okay. Luton Arsenal, vice vice baby, who would have thought? And to be honest, I felt it was probably deserved to be a draw. Arsenal were very poor defensively, especially David Raya, and were rescued by what would be one of the last few seconds of a header from Declan Rice. The goals were good, and a lot of credit to Arteta's side for getting back into the game, especially Kai Havertz. It's great to see the reimagines of him. Not sure about as a fantasy asset as of yet, but as being a proper team player at that club, that's your most important sign. Mm. Yeah, it's fair to say. I mean, I think I think Luton I think Luton were really unlucky, but I mean at the end of the day, if you're an Arsenal supporter, you're not gonna care. And to win it in that sort of fashion, um, you know, you're going into injury time, looks like Luton have secured a point. Um they went ahead, of course, as well, uh, with that Ross Ross Barkley goal and so on. So um Fair play, but uh, yeah, interestingly, these Arsenal guys um, raising a few eyebrows in terms of in- or interest, I suppose I should say, in, uh, you know, Jesus, Martinelli, Odegaard for FPL. I know they've got tough fixtures coming up, but um, but yeah, for, for that first Tuesday night uh, set of fixtures, you couldn't have asked for more from that Luton-Arsenal game. Unbelievable, especially from a neutral point of view anyway. So well done on, uh, on you guys getting the three points. You stopped us from going top. Chazza, um, which is frustrating, but we move. Uh, yeah. Wednesday's fixtures, then, I suppose. There was there Wednesday was... first. Sorry. Can we go yeah. to Brighton Brentford first up? Of course. Yeah. Go, Chazza. Let's go. Click on that, please. Now, Bumo got his goal. Now, we're AVV Bumo owners on this game. Well, well three, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll just say briefly my short statement. I'll go straight to Ryan after what I say. So he got his goal, and then he got injured it's a bit of a warrior meme in terms of we've won but at what cost that's what it pretty much feels like Matoma got an assist and to be fair it was actually a pretty good assist for Brighton's first mm. goal of the game Brentford looks an obvious sell but for Matoma is an interesting one because we looked at the predicament I think it would have been last week in terms of do we get rid of Bowen or Matoma and I felt those that Held Matoma probably weren't the biggest winners out of that situation. Anyways, mm-hmm. over to you, Ryan. Um, I guess at what cost did we win with Mbemo? Uh, depends, right? Because this is what we're kind of used to him. Um, he's a player that will get in like small chunks, sell him, buy him back, and I think we're okay. We're happy to be <laughs> with Mbemo like this. Um, I was really looking forward to the Sheffield United game. Uh, in terms of owning him there. Uh, but it is what it is. To be honest, even with watching Brentford, I know he got his penalty, but even the previous game, Brentford didn't they didn't look that great. So I'm happy with the fact that he kind of got the points that he did, to be honest. I'll just take the points and run. Um, obviously, 
kind of had to take a hit or was forced into a hit because of all the injury problems. Um, but yeah, I'm happy with it. Um, Brighton, I owned Mitoma from game week 10 to like four, no, 13 or something. was a very disappointing hold. Um, and I think, yes, he got his assist, but I probably still wouldn't go to any Brighton assets until they like injuries and everything are resolved. And that's a problem still with Brighton. Uh, Pascal Gross, though, always goes under the radar, always ends up being Brighton's top midfield scorer. Um, maybe someone to look at because I think two game weeks ago he got a nine pointer as well, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so he's kind of slowly ticking along. So if anyone really wants him, maybe he could go to him. Uh, but at the moment, with all the injuries for Brighton, I still would avoid. Mm. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a fair shout. I mean, I think Brighton is so difficult, other than maybe the likes of Jao Pedro, who'd have thought. At the beginning of the season, you know, everyone kind of went to him. He was so cheap and he was on penalties. That was the, the key factor. And now he seems to be kind of getting starts, even though it was, you know, he starts in or plays in Europa and then, you know, he'll miss the Premier League and might, you know, feature for a few minutes. So Pascal Gross is someone that, you know, as you say there, Ryan, seems to be consistently playing is one, mm. doesn't really get injuries. He's played a number of positions for Brighton. But I think that the key thing is, is that he takes set pieces and if he is playing further forward, he's much more of a valuable asset, you know, because he's likely to get a return in that respect. So, yeah, it is a tough one with the fixtures coming up um, and the, you know, the injuries, I suppose, is, is, is the main thing is, is he someone who's a priority to get in? Do you want to go for, you know, get him in, in over Mbumo? Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. But we can always look at that in terms of when we look at most transfer players in and, most transfer players out a little bit later, we can potentially discuss that one and, and see how much he is. But Palace, Bournemouth, um, I was expecting less goals than than actually we got. And, and I wasn't expecting a Bournemouth uh, win. Um, and I was hoping that I'd get a clean sheet out of Gahey. But, um, you know, what what are clean sheets in FPL? What what even are they this season, right? Um, we won't, suppose, talk about it too much because in terms of FPL, the goal scorers weren't relevant. Uh, or even the assisters. Um, none of us own those guys, um, I, I think. And mm. yeah, Palace just showing that they're not the best this season in terms of, you know, I think especially the, at home as well. It's just a strange one. Um, but yeah, Ryan, go on. The loss of um, Ducure is a, a kind of did impact. And we mentioned it before, so we were discussing on the pod in like 15, uh, before 15, um, mm. that does impact. Now, Bournemouth, I know we don't have them, uh, mm. but like some people do have Solanke, which is still not a bad option. Um, yeah. They have, after this game week, they have some good three fixtures for the next three, at least 17, 18, and 19 are brilliant fixtures. So if anyone really wants a player for that three game week period, it's not too bad. Um, and also, I think um, this was mentioned by FPL Inzaghi. Um, Sensei, I think 4.3 million defender. Mm-hmm. Um Good fixtures. He scored the goal as well. Mm-hmm. Could be someone if anyone is looking for an absolute budget um, defender, could be yeah. a decent option. Yeah, fourteen points he racked up. Um, yeah, got a goal, got his clean sheet, and uh, you know from a Bournemouth player, you, you know you you'd be absolutely buzzing if you uh, if you managed to start one of one of your Bournemouth defenders and get that from them. Um, so yeah, great shout. Uh, go Chaza. Any any anything on this game? 
Unfortunately, not on this game, but just quickly on Fulham, Nottingham Forest, please, if that's all right by you. Go for it. Yeah, we'll move to that okay. game anyway. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so we'll go to that. Now, you wouldn't believe, first time, this is unheard of. Fulham have scored 11 goals in their last three games. Like, that is some attacking masterclass. And no it's one's serious, talking about it. Stuff. I mean, the Forest have looked really bad lately. Um, and uh-huh. and we, we probably thought more from an attacking point of view. They've not got a one year. However, just defensively, even at home, they've been a little bit shaky lately, and we've 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 thought they're better at home normally. Fulham, I mean, Raul Jimenez, the return of Raul, and uh, you know Andreas Pereira. We we had him last season. I think we all had him. He's yeah. really cheap. He's he's racked up some points in this game as well. Uh, William, and Will, William, I mean, thirty-five years old, and he's still managing to uh, to look as fresh as ever, and he's on penalties as well. So, you know, they didn't get one in this game, but they've won five nil. Uh, you know, a Wobie making it look like a breeze in the park, getting two goals. Um, and people are actually mentioning his name in FBL. I think Chazza, before that they came on the pod, you might have men- mentioned his name as well. But 5 0 for Fulham at home, absolute roasting of Forest. Um, up there with probably one of the best results of the of, of the game week, um, yeah. no doubtly. Yeah, so well, if you really want to go full on differential, the only player that is above two percent from that side is Bernd Leno, who's owned by under 15 percent. Hmm. Yeah, like, if you want to go full on differential, that is the team to go for. I think yeah. they have the good fixtures too. Yeah, we can have a look at the fixtures coming up, um, and also you know what their yeah. next game is, I suppose. But what do you what do you think about that one, Ryan? Um, you know, any any players you know, people, that your attention? People looking for Mbemo replacements. Um, and if they want to go differential, both Iwobi and William are five point three. Um, and I think William is on penalties as well. Yeah. So pretty good alternative. And then again, if you want a budget striker, Raul Jimenez, potentially, maybe, if anyone wants to try there. But uh I prefer the midfielders, but yeah. Not a bad shot, to be honest. Good, good differentials, and I think we already mentioned Robinson as well from Fulham in defensive cover. Good. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, one thing I will say is that if Nkunku isn't back, because there's been so many occasions in the presses and so on where it's like he's trained, you know, he mm. could feature, he's not then made the bench and so on. If he isn't back by 18, and if I do free hit, I am seriously going to consider Raul Jimenez um, with maybe like an Isaac and a Watkins um, and so on. Robinson, I mean, he's not been mentioned by us in, in this case, but he did keep a clean sheet. Mm. I know we did mention him on on your um, on your pod the other day, Ryan, and said about Robinson getting attacking returns. Um, he didn't get one in this game, but you know, at four point four, he kept a clean sheet. He is on four yellows at the moment, though. Yeah, that's the uh, so you have got to be careful on that one. Um, onto the Liverpool game, probably a bit of a. Not, well, not a score that we expected. I think we we all expected a big scoreline and uh, quite a few returns. And the returns that did come uh, were probably not from the, the players that uh, anyone has in FBL. I did have Sobersly at one point. I had him and kept him and brought him in on the wildcard and then I got rid of him for Salah uh, for the City fixture. So, yeah, 2-0. I'll go to uh, go to you on this one, Ryan, first. What's, uh, what's your thoughts on this? Did you own anyone from... From, from... I had Salah and Simikas. Simikas got benched. I think that was what we were worried about before the Liverpool game. We saw the predicted lineup. We're like, ah, oh, Simikas is starting potentially, so, but yeah. then he got benched, which was kind mm-hmm. of expected. Um, the Salah one, a bit annoying because like he had that good chance that he shot in front of goal that got saved, brilliant save. Um, but apart from that, I'll be honest, 
I think Sheffield United were a bit unlucky. They probably should have drawn this game because they had chances. Um, now, does that mean that we have to look at Sheffield United in a different light? Where because Chris Wilder is known for keeping his team defensive first, as in like very low, like proper defensive structures, or are they not going to get hammered anymore? Like how they got hammered against Burnley final? Because um, I, I, honestly, we were expecting a hammering, and then Wilder does Wilder things and. I didn't even think he would be in the dugout before this game as well. So we'll have to see how it goes for Sheffield going forward. But mm. uh, from a Liverpool point of view, I'm still happy to own the Liverpool assets because they're still one of the best attacking teams in the league. So going forward, I'm not too worried. Darwin came on, <laughs> got an assist, managed to outscore Haaland and Watkins. So yeah, I'm not too worried about Liverpool assets. Trent is someone I guess we can talk about, but just can't afford too expensive. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Some good points there, Ryan. And, and what about yourself, uh, Chazza? What's your, what's your thoughts on this one? I won't say much. I watched this game in such angst and frustration, mainly because Sheffield United should have been up 1-0 within the first five minutes. But secondly, it wasn't Mo Salah missed his chances. It's more he was unlucky, and I'm more agreeing with a fact in what Ryan just said. But I feel we're missing the trick for majority of us managers with Liverpool for defenders, especially Alexander-Arnold. I know he's getting to more ma- more managers are getting to his services now, but throughout this entire campaign, despite Arsenal being dominant, we all going to Van Man City, going on and off. Aston Villa had a good run, especially with Matty Cash. I don't feel we're paying enough attention to Liverpool defenders than we really should. I actually think they're pretty good defensively. Yeah, um, some some good points and some different points from you there, Chaz. I think, um, firstly, they were lucky to to not go 1-0 down. Joe Gomez, as you said there, came in for Simicast, Ryan, and um, he played terribly, had such a poor game um, and should have gifted Sheffield United a goal. I mean, Keller, Kelleher's in there. So when you were saying about we should maybe be looking at more defensive assets from Liverpool, Chaz, uh, I did look at Van Dijk um, as a potential option, but he is 6-1, I think, maybe now, which does seem really high for him. He's not always going to be able to to score goals as easy as he did from the Trent assist. Um, And, yeah, I mean, the Darwin one, bit of a strange one, because owners, you know, who had him, who started him, obviously he got benched, he come on, and he didn't look like he was going to get anything from the game. He even got a yellow card, actually, uh, when he came on. Um, And then, yeah, pops up with the assist at the end for Sobersly. So, uh, the Trent thing really interesting because I think he's hauled and he's got about 40 points maybe over the last four games. 47 from the last six game weeks, yeah. There we go, even more so like, you know, it's, it is really intriguing and we want to go there, we've got Palace and then it gets a bit tough so I think if you can't if, if you, you can get there, I, I don't feel like now is actually the time to do, to do it, it would have been a couple of game weeks ago at least uh, with those fixtures that we had um, but yeah, not to um, not to dwell too much. And oh, one other thing was, we all pretty much captain Salah and he blanked, uh, got brought off, which I think we were all really surprised about, um, which is a bit frustrating, right, in such a uh, low-scoring game week. But moving on to Aston Villa City now. Go Villa. I know you want this one first, Jazz. So I, I'll go to you on this. What what's your thoughts on this game, my man? Firstly. It's a lot about the 2008-09 season when Arsh haven't scored four at Anfield. Villa being dominant and finally in the Champions League positions. I didn't watch much of this game, only because with our broadcast, I'm sure Ryan would agree, is that they wanted to show the Man United-Chelsea game, which 
if Optus Sport, if you're watching this, you are an absolute disgrace. Why don't you put on fourth Villa against third place Man City instead of two sides, yeah, that have been underperforming for the last 10 years? You are a disgrace. Anyways, back to the actual game itself. Villa 100% served to win this. They outplayed City from start to finish. And I've not seen City get so annihilated all in one game ever since Pep Guardiola has been their manager. I should have lost by a lot more. Yeah, yeah, some very good points, and as uh, especially uh, especially about Optus Sport there, Chaz, uh, <laughs> I love that one. Um, but yeah, what, what's your thoughts on this one, Ryan? I mean, I think as a United fan, me being a Liverpool fan, I enjoyed that. Um, and you know, were you surprised by that result, or you know, we spoke about uh, the wrong absence, yeah. we spoke about City missing some players the other day. Mm. Now, yeah, what, what what do you think about that one? So I did watch this game alongside the United game. Um, so. Um, Honestly, the only surprising thing for me would be the fact that City were, City had like zero XG after the 11th minute and only two shots to Villa's 22 shots, uh, which is insane. They were, talk about, like they were literally played out of the park, City. They had no answer. Um, but we've come to expect this from Villa. They're just, we've spoken about it before, like a lot of people keep saying it. Villa are monsters at home. And I know Arsenal are going to go there and we'll talk we'll probably talk about it. But Villa just they should be right now, even in contention for top four, and maybe if they continue this form, potentially even title, if depends on how Una Emery goes to it. Um, but really good performance. Obviously, they kept a clean sheet, but I don't really think they'll continue to keep clean sheets like this. Their defense is just like City in terms of they tend to concede in unnecessary moments. Um, so I won't be surprised if they, they concede again. Uh, if you own Matty Cash and Diaby though, that's a talking point in terms of what do you do with them? Do you sell them? Do you keep them? Um, City, I'm not worried. Rodri mm-hmm. will be back next game. Grealish will be back next game. I think when we talk about captaincy, we'll see where the favorite most likely lands as well. So I'm not worried about City. But yeah, Without Rodri, they're a different team. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was uh, it was huge, but I think that Villa's and what what well, the main thing I took from the game, which I, I watched as well, is that uh, Villa's energy was unmatched. I mean, they they were on the front four, they were beating City to all the balls. They were, you know, defensively looked really solid. I mean, Pau Torres has been a little bit hit and miss um, in some of the Villa games, but he was excellent last night. And I think another one who. I know you guys will know about this player from an FPL point of view. I don't know if you've owned him, but Luca Digne has actually been pretty decent for, for Villa um, this season or lately. So, yeah, that, that absence of Rodri and the missing Doku and Haaland not really being given a sniff, to be honest mm-hmm. with you, uh, just goes to show that City can be there to, you know, or are there to be got at. Um, so it was a great game, absolutely great game for the neutral Um and yeah, I mean, City getting points taken off them now. They've dropped down in the table behind uh, the mighty Arsenal and uh, yeah, Liverpool. So yeah, great, great result for Villa. They're up there. Whether they can win the league, you know, big statement that Ryan. Um, but if he keeps going, then you know, listen. At some point, you've got to believe as players. Um, mm. So or at least Champions League for sure. You know, Emery could end up pulling off a masterclass. So quick, quick. Yeah, Shout out it. to, uh, I think, was it Magin who benched Haaland and benched uh, Akanji in oh, his yeah. FPL team? <laughs> yeah. oh, I mean, that, he, that, that's the confidence they have. <laughs> John McGinn's just, you know what? 
a few weeks back, uh, I think Jack, you know, off, off the pod, uh, Jack Gillibrand, he brought in John McGinn. Maybe even <laughs> a, a while ago. We all laughed. Yeah, Chaz is laughing. We all laughed. We all said, what are you doing having McGinn and this, that and the other. We told him, you know, get rid. And uh, what did he do? He decided to pop up with some points over the next two fixtures or something. And last night, he was excellent. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's other players who we see and we, we they look like athletes. You can tell, you know, the nutrition, the training, all the rest of it. And we look at John McGinn and we go, well, no, he doesn't doesn't look the best of sort of players to look at. But what he does in terms of football and, you know, he's almost like on par with maybe not the goals, but Scott McTominay at the minute. We don't expect it, but it kind of happens. And speaking of Scott McTominay, onto that game, Man United, Chelsea. Um, I know you're not... You know, sort of big, big fan of both of these teams at the minute, Chazza. But um, I'll go to you first on this, just so you can get any, any, any stuff out of the way that's on your chest. What, what's your thoughts on this result? Okay, in this game, I watched the majority of it. I felt Chelsea's defending was horrific, but when they were on the counter attack, I generally felt they were okay. With Man United, I felt they made the most of their opportunities. And it was a sort of game in which Scott McTominay should be playing up front as striker. Wow. Wow. I wasn't expecting that one. I mean, yeah. Uh, I won't say too much, but um, but yeah, there's some fair points. I mean, think Chelsea, a little bit, little bit shaky at the back. Sanchez made some great saves. But um, yeah, Ryan, as a United fan, um, I'm sure you were pleased with the result. But how do you think about the performance? Um, so first with the Scott McTominay, I guess he is the leading club scorer, so he knows how to find the back of the net. <laughs> so I'm not going to uh, disagree with that point. Uh, but I thought this was like a, you can call it a basketball game. You can call it a tennis match, whatever you want, but that's basically how it was just end to end. And I was talking with my, like my, um, football chat box panel guys. And we were like, I don't know which team is more shit at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but it's United over the Chelsea because <laughs> they were so bad, both of them defensively, like so many chances. I think if this was another, a better attacking team, if either team was playing a better attacking team, they would have been put to the sword. Mm-hmm. Um, and like if Liverpool were playing any one of these teams, it would have been a big, big score uh, is what I'm thinking. Now, from an FPL point of view, um, one thing I guess is, I watched this and I was like, I was first initially looking at this Chelsea upcoming run. I'm like, oh, great fixtures. I love their defense. Let's go and get some of the defenders. And now I'm like, yeah, United created four plus XG. Do I really want to go to Chelsea's defense right now? I don't know. I'm not as confident as what I was before uh, this game. This game. Um, Palmer, still kind of probably the best Chelsea asset to go for right now. Um, McTominay... The problem with McTominay is like, I don't like him in midfield. He just offers nothing. And mm. I keep saying like in our group chats, I'm like, uh, I wish McTominay gets subbed or one, you can play him in striker because he just doesn't offer anything. But he got his goals, so I can't complain too much. Mm. Uh, but he, in midfield, doesn't offer as much. The one thing I noticed is the front three really pressed uh, Chelsea's backline and Sanchez got pressed as well. And he, got, he made, did make a few mistakes. So I don't know. We'll see how whether... Teams about to play Chelsea, whether they'll do the same thing. Everton, you never know. Maybe they could also do the same thing against Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah, some interesting uh, interesting talking points there. In terms of McTominay, um, who, who we've all mentioned, um, he is better play, playing advanced. I mean, 
whether he has a set position, because obviously Bruno plays behind the striker. Um, so that makes it hard for McTominay to start there, but whether he has more of a free role and, you know, to be able to the license to get into the box, because that's where he scored a lot of his goals uh, lately from being in that six yard box or getting on the end of, you know, with the headers and so on. It is interesting to see what um, Ten Hag will be doing with him because, you know, it's crazy to say that he has been one of United's best players recently um, and lately. And, and I think a while back when United had all their first team players available, your uh, Antonys and, um, you know, Bruno's, Rashford's, Rashford obviously not not playing as well. But um, yeah, he, he wouldn't get a sniff. He wouldn't get a look into that side. But at the moment, he deserves it based on merit uh, and what he's doing. So yeah, interesting one on that. And yeah, defensively, Chelsea just, oh, I know Sanchez got his save and he got his uh, bonus. So yeah. he still ended up with a pretty good score. And I know you mentioned about bringing him in as well, uh, but it doesn't bode well looking forward and especially Everton putting three past uh, past Newcastle, which we'll just mention in a sec. It is. It, it doesn't feel great to kind of look at Chelsea defence at the minute. Um, but yeah, United got another win. 2-1 against Chelsea, three points on the, on, on the um, on the board. But yeah, on to the next one, Everton v Newcastle. Were we surprised by this one, Chazza? All I'm going to say is one thing, and not particularly. Gordon, what score? Gordon, Gordon, what score? That's all I'm going to say. That's it. Oh, okay, nice and quick. <laughs> um, and Ryan, um, you know, 3-0 Everton. Um, with the god, the garden, what's his god? I've have, I've had garden since game of ten. I'm getting those points. I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> I think Chaz has had him as well. Actually, funnily enough, yeah, um, I have. Well, I don't uh, want to yeah, mention it. This yeah. podcast isn't about me. Yeah, yeah. No, in home he's good. Away it's a different story. Maybe you rotate him with Jared Bowen because Bowen does good away and Garden does good at home. So maybe that's the thing you need to do. But um, Newcastle. Okay, was I surprised? Uh, yes, with the scoreline, 3 0, and the fact that Trippier was the culprit for both the opening goals doesn't seem great as well. Um, I, and when it was nil nil, I wasn't surprised because uh, I kind of was like, yeah, that kind of makes sense because Newcastle are still, they, they, they're not great away. Their record yeah. isn't as great, and still one clean sheet away from home all season. Uh, which doesn't really bode too well. I don't know if this is just down to lack of depth now because of all the injuries and also unable to rotate and the Scottish is getting tired. I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, Trippier is still on four yellows. So that's also something to kind of note out for people who will still look into buy Trippier. Mm -hmm. But they're still a good team, Newcastle. Yeah. Um, and I think what we know from Everton is that Everton are still a good team as well, even though with the 10-point deduction and whatnot, they'll still cause problems for everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's it's that sort of classic scenario of a team that have played a lot of games lately and have had a lot of injuries um, and they're still playing that same 11. Um, you know, they were playing a lot of minutes as well. Uh, and then a team who are fighting for survival, been given a deduction, um, yeah, they weren't great against United the other week and uh, and got beat convincingly, but they've turned it around against Newcastle and uh, and won three 0 So, yeah, interesting one with Trippier. He's on his yellows and so on, but yeah, two poor defensive mistakes. You don't expect that normally from him. Um, do you go for him anyway with him having Spurs up next? I mean, yeah, if you've got him, you probably play him. Um, that's what I would say. Uh, but they do have an easier fixture. I think is it in uh, seventeen? They've got. 
Yeah, I uh, think they'd be uh, home easy. Home, yeah, yeah. and it, you know, even in eighteen, they've, they've got a good fixture. So, yeah, um, well done, Everton. Is, is all I can say. Fair play to them. Um, and the last game of the game week, Spurs v West Ham. Um, I mean. I probably did. I didn't expect this result. Uh, you know, I fell asleep and woke up and, and saw West Ham had won. I thought, you know, am I seeing things here? But um, yes, Chaza, are we? You know, are we thinking this is the, the you know Ange ball is no more or or what? What do we think? It's like our son woke up in the morning and West Ham did it. They come from behind, one goal down, and then they scored two and did it. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, Bowen, Ward Prowse spectacular and that's a fourth game in a row in which in the league Spurs have scored first and then have still lost. I'd love to have a good analysis on these last four games because they attack intently pretty damn well Spurs, just not making the most of their chances and then as soon as they drop off the opposition score one, they drop their heads so I think Ange Ball down 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 Wow, yeah and yourself Ryan um Glad I kept booing. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and he survives for another week in my team. Um, and it's another away game, I think, for West Ham. So hopefully he continues his oh, away yeah, rec- yeah uh, uh, his away record. Um, with Spurs, I think I agree with what Chaza says. They they don't take the chances. The first half they had so many chances they should have put it like the game should have been put to end, but like they don't take the chances. West Ham get back in it, and I don't know what David Moyes says at halftime, but they yeah. come out as a different team, and then it's just West Ham for the rest of the half, from what I was watching. So, um, I guess happy with West Ham. Now, obviously, I was left with no keeper this game week, so people who have Ariola and Turner, I don't know, are you going, what, what's the plan there? Wrist injury, minor injury, I don't know whether he's going to be fit um, for the upcoming game week. We'll see. But yeah, uh, from Spurs, Sun uh, injury potentially as well, which we may speak about. I don't know, but yeah, yeah, we'll go into that. Uh, go into the the Sun injury and stuff. But um, yeah, Spurs strange one, really dominant first half. Looked like they were going to, you know, breeze past West Ham and get the three points. Um, but Jared Bowen um had other things to say and uh yeah his record away has been brilliant it's someone who was considering actually selling um at some point but mr consistent i suppose with these points again um the keeper situation just to mention that i mean it's it's really unlucky on that one people who went with Ariola and turner you know especially if you're wild carded because they were the cheapest guys uh who'd have known that or who'd have thought that Ariola get gets a wrist injury and turner's basically just just not first choice anymore for Forrest. So, um, yeah, whether people need to evaluate that and people who didn't go Dubravka, for example, you know, that didn't pan out last night um, and work work for that move, uh, people who went for him. But uh, it could be something that people consider moving forward with Newcastle's fixtures becoming good, as we said. Uh, yeah, Spurs, son injury. Uh, we will talk about that at some point. Pedro Porro still racking up, a, you know, well, I say racking up, it's not, it's not really that, but getting some points on the board. You know, he did get his yellow card and see too. Um, but he does feel like one of those defenders that we can still maybe go to in FBL. Charles has got his finger up, which, you know, can mean one or two things, but I think he wants I to know speak. He said to me before the pod to not interrupt as much as possible. So that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Borrow's scoreline from last night reminds me a lot of 
basketball references, just hitting the three, and that's all he did. Mm. Nothing yeah. too crazy. Yeah. Yeah, nothing nothing crazy. I think owners at the beginning of the game, when he got his assist from that corner, was were thinking, right, if we get a clean sheet and maybe something else on top of that, it's, it's going to be a haul. Um, but yeah, West Ham got the win, which... Um, well, he just turned into the biggest loser very quickly, really. That's what happened. He did indeed. I know you'll enjoy that being an Arsenal fan, Chazza. Um, I'll well, talking about the television programme. <laughs> I thought you meant Spurs, but uh, or Poro, but um, but yeah, that's the 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 review of game week fifteen. Cool. Uh, some decent results in there, but obviously uh, FPL wise, we'll we'll dive into that now and see what the situation is on uh, on the scores of our mini league, Chazza. So yeah, I'll go to the podcast league. We won't spend too much dwelling on this one. Uh, we'll have a look at the public league and the women's league as well. Um, but I will start with Mister Jack. Gillibrand and uh, have a look at how many points he got. So Jack got 32 this week. Um, he was stung by the Turner and Ariola uh, blanks or you know injury and not starting. So he ended up with no points from from a keeper point of view. Uh, defenders Taylor, Zinchenko, Mitchell, all one pointers. And then really the the people that saved. I know I don't want to say saved this game week, but it was Chan that. They got the points for him really this week. Salah blanked. You know, Cunha got the assist for the Chan goal, and that is it really. You know, City two and two for their their strikers and so on. And he did bench Jared Bowen. Did Why bench did he bench Bowen? Honestly, Tottenham is so open to conceding. Yeah, yeah. So uh, a strange one, He's but he did watching this pod. To be honest with you, <laughs> he might be. He might be. But um, he did bring Taylor in. Funnily enough, he brought Taylor in for Tomiyasu with uh, Tomiyasu being injured. So that was yeah. an interesting one because, you know, he played Taylor for Burnley against... Uh... Oh, no. Taylor got subbed in. He subbed oh, he got brought in. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Yes, apologies. Automatic subs. Well, well, attention to detail, right? I like it. So, yeah, I mean, he got Taylor in for Tomiyasu automatically, but um, one transfer made, and uh, that was Cunha, who we brought in. 32 points all out. Let's go to the next person. We will go to yourself, Chazza. Um, 29 points, mate. Talk me through it. Woo! How good. Bumo scores. Injured. Matoma doesn't show up. I'm getting assists for a laugh. That's what he does. Outside of that, that's about it for this game week. Let's move on. Oh, <laughs> that's about it. Fair it was play. horrid. Absolute yeah. horrid. Mm. And there was an auto sub too. Simicast didn't play, so Taylor came on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, one free transfer, five flags. How good? Oh, God. Oh, God. We'll go into that a bit later then. So, 29 points on the board. Uh, I'll go to Elliot next. You've got the same as Jack, 32. He did bring in Dubravka and had him. I'm convinced and... Elliot is just back in the Saudi Arabia government because he's just backing too many new gas supplies. That's what's happening. <laughs> Quite possibly, Chazza, quite possibly. Um, but yeah, same story again. I think from a defender point of view, I think I think it's gonna be the same story for all of us from for defenders uh, this week. And uh, yeah, Gehi, Trippier, Simicas. He actually got no auto sub for Simicas because Lanty was injured and Cash why didn't he, play. Why is he got him? <laughs> so so he just ended up with Simicas who didn't play. Um no. I tell you what though, fair play to Elliot, you know, getting what he's he's got Ward Prowse and Got himself an eight-pointer against Spurs. Um, three bonus, I think, as well. So, fantastic one on that one. That got him his 32, kind of saved him and the Mbumo um, return. And then we will go to Mikey. 
28 points. There or thereabouts, as, as you know, most of us. Uh, and Bumo, Salaka, everything else, just a bit. Yeah, just a bit meh. What about his bench, though? That's pretty good. Now, go back to his bench, just super, super quickly. Oh. Palmer, eight. Grand Flight, six. Pal, six. Yeah. See, I was going to save Mikey a blast in there, you know, but Jazza. Oh, no, I wasn't. Pulled it out the fire. <laughs> and it was just like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's check uh, Mikey's bench out. I mean, you've got a fair point, Jazza. You know, the decisions he's made, though, they're the right ones, no? Maybe Palmer, you know, you'd oh, say Palmer's he started. Palmer on field. Yeah, maybe Palmer Wait. over Alvarez. That's all. Oh, da- oh, no, Palmer over Darwin because we got news about Darwin being potentially benched. Yeah, before. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd agree with you know either or really. Both got yeah. similar points anyway, but I, th- I think the Darwin ahead of the Alvarez one. Um, the funny thing about this is Mikey actually, I think he started Palmer last week and bench Gordon. I think he's basically <laughs> ended up doing it the other way around. So he's he's hating that sort of conundrum at the minute um but 28 points for mikey and last but not least ollie um who what a, what a master class is yeah palmer again on the bench he's playing five at the back Wait, at did the he get a single return in his team or not i don't think he did wait he has palmer and he played five at the back yeah, yeah. what <laughs> yeah it's... sorry ollie Nobody knows. No, nobody knows. I, I don't really know what what's going on with Ollie at the minute. What's he's going. I love him, but what's he doing? He's going big at the back, and he's he's benching Palmer. So you're right, though, Chad. No return from anyone because Salah doesn't count. You know, that's hilarious. It is. It is some achievement to have no no player return at all. Uh, it's unlucky. Return. You got uh, less than the normal appearance points. You usually get twenty two points for appearance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And last but not least, oh, myself, okay. 43. I'm happy ah, with this. Whoever governor is. Good I'm midfield. Yeah. I mean, Leno, finally a clean sheet. Oh, hallelujah. No Ariola. I uh, got six points. I mean, wasn't going to get bonus because obviously, uh, you know, Fulham scored five. But I'm happy. Happy with six. The defence, shambles. Kabore uh, in for Simicast. Cash didn't play. Kabore got no points because basically it was a 4 3 with Arsenal. And um, Bowen, oh, Jared Bowen kind of taking me up there above 40. No hit this week. No hit this week, Chazza. I rolled the transfer. I managed to stay brave. Wow. Um, captain, you know, underwhelming again. And, uh, and yeah, that, I mean, if you look at that, my midfield has pretty much done the, done the business. It's Good. pretty much the midfield, Very apart cool. from the captain shout. So, yeah, we move and uh, I get a green arrow um, on to the public league. We'll just have a quick look at that one. And uh, we've still got Stephen Smalley sat at the top. Uh, what a guy. I mean, 32 points, solid enough in a game week like this. The average was 35, so just under from Stephen. But, um, but yeah, um, similar in terms of midfield. You had uh, Bumo, Bowen, Saka, Salah. Um, so, yeah, and then we've got Morgan Thrill fall there, 33. Top two still doing all right. Similar team in a sense. Poro got five points, actually, Chazza. I thought he only got about three. And then uh, we've still got our Brad. I'm not going to try and say his second name because I will do it a massive injustice. <laughs> um, but 41 points, similar to mine, and uh, doing okay. Captain Sonic. Virgil Van Dyke, big, what? big get. Huge, huge, yeah, Van Dyke. I was just mentioning him. And uh, 14 points, song captain, which is a bit different to most people. And, yeah, so that's the public league at the minute. 
They're our top guys, 954. Where's Steven at the minute? He's 7K or nearly 8K, which is you know pretty good going, isn't it, this season? Ready? Do you want me to show Women's League? I'll show it, mate. I'm ready. I'm going to add it to the stage right there, Chazza. Go on. You do the business. Move about. Do what you need to do. Sure. No. Well, okay. Here we go. So, we have Joy Smith in first place at the moment. 34 points. Brathwaite in defence with our clean sheet. That is crazy good. Boom, my goal. And honestly, outside of that, nothing special. Onana in goal. Very intelligent, that is. Bahalan Shake. Now, I love this name so much, yeah? Leno clean sheet. Andre is 15 points. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. You're going to make your own look, haven't you, in the, this season? And uh, that's a great call, yeah. That's a smashing call. Palmer bench. So, could have done better. But not on this occasion, sadly. Um, yeah. But, um, but, yeah, so we've got the top oh, three at fine. the minute. Very tight, actually. In fact, we've yeah. been the top seven. Exactly. Points. That's that's it, yeah. Top Melissa three. Moore's 50 points. This is intriguing. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Trent got the 12. Martinelli, Saka, and Mbumo. That's actually not bad. And Poro got the assist there. That's pretty good. That's a Kraken score, 50 points. I mean, 15 above the average. That that's amazing. Massive. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is. All right. That's it from the wins league. But it's pretty tight. Fair play. Um, so, yeah. On to the next uh, next few things. I mean, I always do this at this point. Uh, I always give a quick shout out to basically uh, our sponsor, Bonus Bank, uh, who are back for this season again. Um, basically, the Australia New Zealand's uh, best side hustle, where you can make uh, a guaranteed profit book from bookmakers uh, by taking advantage of the promotions. Um, Bonus Bank, easy to learn tutorials and software uh, that does the hard work for you. And uh, it's free to sign up, but you can also upgrade to a premium membership uh, if you want to as well. And it gives you access to more tools and more software to increase your profits. Uh, you can use a code that I'll put down in the caption below. Um, I'll put the link to that. And basically, uh, yeah, jump on there. So on to the preview for Game Week 16. I think we're, we've had enough of 15, right, and all the low yeah, scores. No. Other yep. injuries. I mean, I know there's more injuries to come, of course. And you know, what would FBL be without that? Um, but the preview for game week 16. Now, we'll talk about the fixtures first and foremost. So I'll, I'll get those up on the screen. We won't spend too long on the actual fixtures because I suppose we want to talk about more about the FBL assets, FBL players, if anything. Um, so I'll just bring that up. And there we have it. We have game week 16 coming up. Um what are the standout fixtures that you see uh, there, Ryan? What What do you think? Um, so Spurs versus Newcastle, from an FPL point of view and also Premier League point of view, big game. Mm. Um, then Arsenal versus Aston Villa, another FPL and Premier League point of view in terms of that uh, as a big game. And then I guess from another FPL, mm, probably the Everton-Chelsea game, I would say. Um, mm. just because I want to see how Chelsea react to, I guess, a similar type of opposition they're about to face for the next couple of game weeks, whether they can actually keep a tight defense. Will we see Nkunku? So many questions to be asked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I'm surprised you haven't mentioned the Man City. And did you mention City? And no, I didn't mention City because I was like, FPL point of view, uh, people have Haaland. But 
I don't know. Like there, there is a potential of people like getting city players and benching them for 18 now that Emberman was injured. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I don't know if it's, I don't know, not yeah. as maybe Chazza's captain's corner, but yeah. Yeah, but the fixtures you have mentioned are, as you say, on paper, uh, Spurs, Newcastle, Everton, Chelsea. Um, you know, these these sort of fixtures, the Villa, Arsenal even, no, they are the standout fixtures, if you like. But go ahead, Chazzo, uh, give your uh, your uh, opinion on this one, bud. Okay, so just before I get to the fixtures, I'd like to ask Ryan, which fixture stands out to you? How many just named half fixtures? I just named three. <laughs> He only went with three, I was going to say. <laughs> mate, mate, he went with four. He went Villa-Arsenal. He went Spurs-Newcastle. He went Luton-Man yeah. City. Then he went Everton-Chelsea. No, I didn't go Luton-Man City. That yeah, was yeah. <laughs> Come on, Chazza. Wake up, will you? Oh, no, God. No. Oh. Go on, sleep again. Go on. I'll go... Palace. No, I won't. I'll go Brighton-Burnley, actually. I want to see if Brighton can keep a clean sheet because they've not done so all season. And I know Burnley <laughs> love to score. Yeah. Okay. Any game from the time as well. Any other big big games that you know that stand out? Well, actually, you know what's intriguing about this Brighton game? I want to see how much Deserby rotates his own squad and whether Matomi gets affected by it because it seems he has been affected by it in recent times. Mm. He likes to go for Adingra and then Bonanotte in the starting lineup too. Mm. So whoever comes into Brighton. They just seem to flourish, and we seem to get a new Brighton player that scores every single week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any other fixtures, Chazza, apart from Brighton? Okay, no worries. So, if you want me to carry on naming it, I want to see if Steve, Keep, Steve Cooper gets sacked after the Wolves not in the Forest game. That's a big game, especially for He Chan and Matthias Cunha, who's actually been a good pick for the season. He has not been mentioned a lot, but he's a cracking shout. Yeah. And give us one more. Go on. Right, go on. Let, let's go. Um, yeah, give me <laughs> yeah. one more. I'm going to go for Fulham West Ham, actually, because Fulham, they've been a bit of a standout. All of them owned by less than 2%. <laughs> then you have West Ham by Jarbo and Kudus, who looks really good. War Prowse back on the score sheet. And that would be my third and final fixture done for being missed. Wow. I wasn't, a, I mean, Ryan went with the, you know, Staple fixtures, the big ones, the ones that are on TV, and Chaz is going <laughs> for your Browns and your Fulhams and you know your Wolves Forest. Fair play to you though, mate, because they're all actually relevant because people do have FPL players from them teams. Um, but yeah, I mean, I have to go with the Spurs Newcastle, Newcastle, even huge game considering. Sorry, the- Sorry Reddy, I thought you were going to go with Sheffield United Brentford for a moment. I was tempted, Chazza, but I'm not going to lie. I was really t- tempted, but then oh, I just thought Boomer was out now. You know, we'll we'll save that yeah. till in a minute. Um, but yeah, for me, Spurs Newcastle, they both just lost. Both going for top four, huge. I mean, our Sunday games, our last game of the game week has normally been a cracker, hasn't it? Um, for us, we've been getting treated with with that one. But Villa Arsenal as well. I mean, Villa just beating City. Arsenal top of the league, Chazza. I mean. Come on, you must be hoping that you guys manage to get a, a win on that one. It's going to be a tough game with it being away. Um, I think we were yeah. the last team to win at Villa Park in February early this year, which was a 4-2 win, two goals in injury time. And it's just it a shame I can't watch this because i got the second race in my triathlon series. So it'll be great to watch it when I get back home later that day. Yeah. But I'm very scared shipping me timbers. Yeah, it is, it, it is a shame that you can't watch it, Chazza, but it wasn't a shame 
for Gabriel Martinelli when he did get that goal in injury time last year because I did own him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Martinelli got his goal. I mean, we spoke about you know, Arsenal assets and them all being back together. And I think it possibly might have been, I might be wrong on this, maybe it was a mistake from Luton, I'm not sure, for Martinelli's goal. Um, if not, you know, he's got points regardless. Um, but, yeah, some cracking fixtures to, to, to come. I think, uh, Ryan, you mentioned Everton-Chelsea. I mean, Chelsea defence via the Everton uh, attack at the minute. Good luck on the on the try, Chazza. Hello, lads, from Ollie. Brilliant. Love it, love it. Um, so some great fixtures. Now, what I will do before we go into the most sold, most bought, and a few of the other things we were going to chat about today, just want to go through the comments because we've got a few people in the chat. Um, Miriam is in here. Hello, Miriam. Hope you're good. Um, we've got Colm, absolute legend. Hello, hello. And uh, Peterson's in here as well. Pete's, Pete's in, lads. I don't know if he's still watching, um, but hello to Sidenet if you're still here, mate. And then uh, we've got a couple of questions. So, oh, I say a couple of questions, a couple of things people want to ask. So the first one was from Colm, actually. Have money in the bank. So I was looking at Mbumo and Decore slash Diaby to Son and Palmer, but his kick in the back is a bit worrying. I'm not worried about the Asian Cup as I'm looking at World Cup in game week 19. Uh, World Cup even? Wild card. What am I talking about? We haven't got a World Cup this year, have we? But wild card in game week 19. Sorry about that, Colm. Yeah, boys, any thoughts on this? I mean, take it away, either of you, really. I know. I think I think Ryan's about to say something. So, we'll so it's, uh, it's a similar move that I'm also thinking about uh, in terms of... Uh, so I've already got Palmer in for Bumo. Um, I don't have... It's not Ducre Diaby, but I have Bowen. And I was thinking of getting Huming Sun in for Game 17. Now, the the kick in the back is a bit of a worry. But since I'm not looking to get him for Game Week 16, because they're playing Newcastle still, I can kind of wait and see what happens with that move. And the reason I was like thinking Game Week 17 was because West Ham's fixture run turns after that specific, like around that week. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, the four fixtures after that are pretty good for him. So I'm happy to own Sun for those four, four fixtures. And if he's still not injured, like if, if nothing happens in Game Week 16, he's fine. Uh, he could be a captaincy consideration for 18 as well. Yeah, 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 that's fair enough. And um, yeah, I think uh, the fact that Colm's looking at wildcard in 19, I mean, he's still got his wildcard, right? Yeah. You don't get the second one until, was it 21 or 20? I can't remember 20, which one it was. The, basically, the start of the new year. Start of the new year, right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so start of the new year is basically game week. Uh, it would be 20. 20. Yeah, game week 20. I mean, you've got the end of December, the Saturday fixtures, and then Sunday 31st, and then it goes to the New Year's Day and uh, 2nd of Jan. Um, yeah, so maybe 21 technically, because you could still yeah. probably play a wildcard in 20. kind of. Yeah, but 19 wildcard columns thinking of. But, I mean, those transfers, depending on the Son injury, look okay. There is another question from FBL. Um, Boo boo, I want to say, even though it's not double O. Chaz, I was going to go. Were you? Do you going to talk about the calm question or not? The... In, not particularly. Only because I like to apologise for facing sideways for the last couple of minutes. Only because there's two cats having a fight outside my house. Well, let's get straight to this question, yeah. And it's involving one of mine, so I hope she's alright. But I can't be bothered checking because she's very unintelligent. You'll be dead, but and... it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I would, in this instance, I'd actually bench Palmer only because one has a chance of him being rotated due to a short turnaround. Number two is going to Goodison. 
Gordon against the Spurs side that love to concede. I think he'll flourish in that. Watkins at home to Arsenal. He has a very good track record against Arsenal. So I'm going to bench Palmer. Yeah. I mean, just to let you know, Chazza, that Newcastle went to Goodison last night. They go into Tottenham Stadium uh, this weekend. But I could see where the crossover was there. Your mind was, you know, thinking of stadiums. Sorry, did I say Gordon going to Goodison? You did indeed, but it's okay. okay sorry, let me rephrase that. Gordon going to Hotspur <laughs> Stadium. Thank you for picking that up for me. It's all right. We can't get those two stadiums mixed up. I mean, there's some difference, right? Come on. Yeah, but, uh, one is old, great atmosphere, and the other is a toilet suit. There we go. Exactly. Which is which will never answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, here's a comment from, from, from Peterson after Ryan said about uh, the... <laughs> Shit defenses of United and uh, and and Chelsea. Um, another question was Bowen in for Mbumo uh, or Mbembo in this case. Um, but yeah, so what do we think? I See? think okay. Sorry to interrupt once again. Oh, sorry. Go on. If you go Palmer and you're able to afford a premium defender, I would go down that path. But if you feel that you've got enough in terms of stock down back. I actually think Bowen is the best option out of the four because it's a bit of a spread in terms of transfers in. Mm-hmm. You have Palmer, who's got 210,000 owners in, Hei 10K less than that, Gordon 128K, Bowen 116K, and Alexander Arnold thought copying Bowen's transfer homework would be a good idea. He also has 116,000 new owners coming in. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So Bowen, yeah, good option. Toby Bowen. Um, so, just I'll just check if we've got any other questions um, before we move on. I'm just having a look through. Is oh, so there was one. I saw one for Raul. Was that? Is he the Ra- Raul deal now? <laughs> no, it wasn't. So it wasn't a question. It was more about Raul Jimenez yeah. um, and him looking looking decent in a minute. Um, so, so, which team you face in the second round of FBL Cup? Uh, I'm not sure on that one or who I'm not that sure. I just want to go back to Fulham slightly, okay? Because I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm somewhat a big fan of Fulham all of a sudden. You are? Okay? I wear white shirts most days of the week. But Raul Jimenez, I think ever since he's got that first goal in 18 months in the league, I think his confidence is back. And I love that yeah. cheeky back view as well. So he's just been a bit flirtatious with his finishing at the minute. And that's what yeah. I like. A bit of pizzazz. A bit of pizzazz indeed on the old salad, mate. Um, but the one, thing I will <laughs> say, the one thing I will say is that I think there were big shoes to fill for Jimenez uh, when Mitrovic was obviously there. He was the you know, main guy up front. And I would say that out of all the teams in the Premier League, I think that was the team that would suit him the most. You know, a, a player who we've, we've known in the past before his big injury was there with headers, similar to Mitrovic. You know, he'd score quite a lot of goals with his head. Um, and it feels like he's kind of not been able to come out of his shell, whether that injury's affected him and whether he's just not had the confidence to do something. But, you know, fair play. You know, he's uh, he's got a, a few goals lately and um, hopefully we do see some of the old Ralph Jimenez because at one point he was a, he was a fantastic pick in FPL as well. Um, so, yeah, I think we're done with the questions for now. If you guys have got any more questions, just put them in the comments. Uh, any dilemmas for the weekend, uh, let us know. However, we will have a look at the most sold FPL players uh, so far before game week 16. Now, I'll bring this page up. We can discuss basically the most sold and the most uh, bought, but we will go with the one on the right first, 
which is Brian Mbumo, Nick Pope, Cash, Doku, Anderson. Pretty obvious, right? If, you know, a lot of people own Mbumo. Um, but yeah, what, what would you say uh, on this one, Ryan? Uh, I guess the Mbumo one is kind of expected because we got comments that he's going to be missing this game week and then he has the blank in 18 and also Thomas Frank said potentially more weeks as well. So kind of rules him out completely. Um, Pope, again, another standard of kind of like obvious one. Cash, this is where we're like wondering. Some people still have cash and not sure what to do with him. Do you keep him till 18? I mm. probably will sell. Doku also yeah. injury. Anderson, Palace's fixtures are over. So just kind of like obvious ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they are obvious ones. And I think uh, a couple of us, or maybe all of us own in Bumo. Um, so it looks like he is half going to be a... Um, a transfer out this week. Uh, he blanks an 18 anyway. We spoke uh, about him potentially having a double, um, but we don't know the extent of this injury, how long it might even keep him out uh, as it is. And uh, yeah, Matty Cash. Um, I mean, the Pope one is probably because of the Bravka, right, as well. Uh, people have, you know, whether they own Pope or whether they don't, you know, whatever it is. But um, Matty Cash, not even injured. I mean, Four, three out of these five players are injured, and uh, Matty Cash is still one of the most sold, just because, yeah, Unai Emery does not like uh, does not like playing him. Does he? Konza seems to have that place nailed at the minute. Um, so yeah, let's move on to the most bought Chazza. What's your thoughts on this one? I mean, Palmer just people keep buying him, right? He keeps going up in price. Justified. I think it's with Chelsea's next six fixtures all being made as a two. In on the FDR, which makes sense, and his price tag, especially. Yeah, Sterling's got a bit of attention, but not as much, understandably. So, he chan's a funny one because he's got the Asian Cup coming up, but he's got the better fixture this weekend as opposed to Cole Palmer. So, maybe the timing of him is better than getting the most transferred in target. However, he's on four yellow cards. Gordon, I like Bowen, is a really good shout. Alexander Arnold, he's back. And that's all I've got to say. I do apologize if you want more. I don't. No, no, Chazza, that was that was perfect, mate. And I think highlighting one of the things which was uh, about Chan, I'll uh, just bring him up there. So, you know, he's he's gone up to five point seven now. Um he's got ten points there, and you know, he did blank again against Arsenal, but that was probably expected. And he's got a few points here and there, sort of almost like similar to a Bowen in a way. He's He's ticking over, but he's he's obviously cheaper, a lot cheaper than Bowen. Uh, he is on yellow. On was it four yellows? You said uh, Chaza. So you know he gets one more, and he's uh, he's out for the for the next game. Uh, let's just check what that game would be. He does have West Ham, actually. Yeah, so he plays West Ham. Same with Chelsea. Same with Brentford. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, not too bad fixtures for Wolves, really, um, and. Yeah, it's really difficult. If you want to go to Chan at the minute, it is really, really tempting. And one thing I will say, he plays a team who are really bad at the moment, uh, and that is Nottingham Forest. So, yeah, it is tempting to go there. Uh, any thought? Any any sort of comments or any opinions on on the most bought Ryan? Or no, not more than what Chaz has added. I guess the first three are basically the price bracket that everyone's kind of targeting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think if you haven't got Son. You know, some of these guys are a bit of an enabler to, to kind of get to him, uh, especially that Son plays Forest in 17 and then he does play Everton at home um, uh, in the blank. 
but obviously we've got to monitor Son and, and see what the situation is with him. Um, another topic that I want to kind of mention. Now, I think you put this one in, Chazza, so I'll let you talk about this mainly, but rotation conundrum, I found that quite interesting. Does Haaland get rotated this week against uh, against Luton? Yeah, look, it's an interesting one because I feel some of the stars that were expected to be rotated have been rotated by now. Mm. Salah got pulled off early, so you'd think uh, he starts, but Haaland hasn't been pulled off early once within his last four games in all competitions. Now, my hint is that because it's Luton away and City, well, in fact, I've, I think I've qualified from a group stage of the Champions League. So he might actually play the 90 against Luton. But is there a chance of Pep either starting him on the bench, which sounds strange. I don't think he does. But what do you think of that possibility? Me and Ryan are both shaking our heads going, no, no, no. I mean, oh, God, he's going to be the most picked captain this week, he I think, be. without a doubt. Everyone's in a similar boat again then. If you own Salah and Hartland or, or either or really, last last week it was probably Salah most captain. Uh, uh, does that make you change your mind about captaincy then? If you're thinking he might get rotated. Luton have looked actually decent at home, but City yeah. do have Rodri back and potentially like Doku or Grealish. I just don't see it, but would, would it surprise me in FPL this season? <laughs> no. You know, anything seems to happen. Um I just don't think at the minute with City qualified in the Champions League um, already, I think if he's going to get a rest, most likely it will be that week after when they play uh, the midweek fixture where he could be given a rest or even like brought off early or just come on. Yeah, especially now that City have dropped points, I think it's more than more you know he's more important than ever for them. Uh, that's how I see it. You know, if they hadn't lost the Villa game, potentially then maybe with this Luton fixture. That's just my opinion on it. How about you, Ryan? Um, no, I don't think he's going to get dropped, especially after City have what not won in the last four or something. Yeah, they are uh, going to die anymore. Last, last four. Yeah, they've drew, yeah. drew, drew, and lost. Yeah, they're a wounded animal. Uh, I think the Haaland benching and all. I feel like that was more of a last season type problem. I feel like Pep showed that from last season that to play Haaland almost every game whenever possible. Um, so I'm not worried. And again, Champions League, they don't have anything. It's a dead rubber game, so he could get his rest there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, great, great point though, Chaz. I mean, something you know, something could happen that we don't expect. Um, so it's always good to kind of touch upon it and and bring it to everyone's attention. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'd be very surprised if he kind of uh, doesn't doesn't start this weekend, Haaland. Uh, on to Embumo. Now I know we've covered this a little bit. Uh, I suppose the best way to look at it, we won't, we won't talk about this too much because it'll probably be mentioned when we talk and look about look at our team, sorry, I should say, uh, next. So we will just go to Cash. Um, I might be the only one who actually owns Matty Cash. Uh, do you, you don't own him, do you, Chazza? Not anymore. You got, anymore? You got rid? You, you did the sensible thing. Ryan? I did the phrase, yeah. I got rid. You got rid as well? Yeah. So it's just me, basically, and that we'll, we'll move on to that. We'll move on to that when we look at our teams again, uh, really. So the other thing after last night's games was uh, we've seen on Twitter and so on going around with Son uh, potentially being injured. Um, now, I'm right in saying, I could be wrong here, you've got Son, Chazza? I do. You do have Son, okay. Now, me and Ryan don't have him, so I suppose 
we are looking at, or we were looking at potentially getting him. Is this someone for you that you might be looking at getting rid of this week, or you're going to hold him for now? What? No, I'll hold him. And if you're considering of getting him this week, I wouldn't. The fixture's good, but at this time of year, any player who has a flag is an immediate put off for getting in. Mm. Yeah. So you think it's worth basically not going from this week anyway, at least. Yeah. Hold, holding off. Give him, he has a, week. Got, Give him a week. Yeah. He's got four amazing fixtures um, in Forest, Everton, Brighton, and Bournemouth. Yeah, he can uh, wait till Forest. That's yeah. Friday night, week after, so it's okay. So, but he is a hold for you for now, at least. You're not hold for me him. only because I've got to get rid of Mbumo and Mitchell and Ariola. They want to set up our own life saving flags in their own beach. That's why they've both got yellow flags. <laughs> and Kabori <laughs> can't play against his parent club. I didn't even know it was for Man City originally. That is true. Anyways, that... move a team very shortly. Don't worry. Exactly. I think you have just give us a slight clue there to uh, something beginning with F and ending in S. Um, it's not a swear word, by the way. But, um, yeah, so <laughs> on to Ryan and United Assets. I kind of wanted to, to talk about that because uh, you guys have been ticking over as such and people probably wouldn't expect you to to be where you are on the league table. You've gone and beat Chelsea 2-1. You play in Bournemouth next, which is a nice fixture at home. Any is United Assets? Is it though? I don't is, know. Is it though? Like, <laughs> come on, it is. I mean, I know you said, like you said, when me, you and Mira talked the other day yeah. on the pod, that um, you're waiting for that thrashing, you're waiting for it. It's not yeah. come yet though, Ryan. So while, no, it's good, while it's good, it's good. You know what I'm saying? Um, so anything for Bournemouth or any, any like, a say, or cash dilemmas for me or any other defenders for other people, is there any defenders or any other players that, that you think uh, I defend the thing is I think Bournemouth score this week because they've improved their attacking form and we've seen it in the last few games from Bournemouth. Yeah. If you really want a United defender, I know you mentioned Dalot before, mm. but I don't know if I'll go there because there's always that potential rest or rotation with Wambisaka. Maguire 4.3 is not a bad option, I'll be mm. honest. Um Reguilon played really well. I'll add that. He did play really well. I can see him continuing like to play there with Shaw in that centre-back spot, left centre-back spot. Uh, but mm-hmm. it is, at the end of the day, another minute-slash-rotation risk if Shaw does play left-back. Mm-hmm. Um, so Maguire might be the only option that is safe for minutes at the moment from United's defence. Even then, I probably still wouldn't go there for the moment because I look at the next couple of opponents, Mm-hmm. Uh, apart from maybe Forest, until game week 22 at least, I think every other team could score. Yeah. Probably, yeah, just looking at it right now. Um, but if you want, from a attacking point of view, for people looking for enablers, Garnacho is not bad at 4.7, I think. So you, you know how people, like people are looking, we saw Trent as one of the top most transferred in. If anyone mm-hmm. wants to find a way to somehow fit Trent in then while having Haaland and Salah, you kind of have to go to like these Garnacho type enablers potentially. Uh, okay. He will continue to start. I think it's his spot to lose right now. I don't think Rashford has any chance of getting into the team. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I like Garnacho as an option, 4.7. Um, and McTominay, I wouldn't go there because there's always the possible chance that he gets dropped depending on the fixture. Yeah. So yeah, for me, Garnacho or Maguire probably. Yeah, yeah. And one player that you didn't mention and I don't know whether this is because 
of the tough fixtures coming up. Like we can see there on the FDR that we've got Liverpool, West Ham, Villa, um, then a Tottenham in between a Wolves and and, and um, Forest. But Bruno Fernandes uh, missed his penalty. You give a penalty away recently to Rashford. He's not maybe getting the returns. I mean, he's a great FBL asset. I would never say he's a bad bad player to have and, and, and own in FBL. But do you just think that right now he's just not not it's someone? A, you know, I, no, he's still a good FBL asset. It's just that at the price range he's at, there are probably better players with better fixtures for the moment. Mm. Maybe yeah. it's a it's a player you could go to when United's like if United have a stretch of fixtures that improve. Mm. That's the only reason why I would probably look to him. He's a good FPL asset. Will yeah. take along. Well, it's is just that the fixtures. Hmm? Is that your team there? Uh, no, that's not mine. That's, no, uh, that's my one. Don't worry, Chaz. I'm just finding Bruno Fernandez on the on the on the uh, yeah on the site there just to look at his his returns recently. You know, eleven against Fulham. He got the goal at the end with the bonus, so that's the only reason he managed to to get there. But other than that, it's not really great. And he yeah. is a three as well which is quite a bit and considering that midfield spots are so precious at the minute you know I, I would have to probably agree with you there Ryan that um, he's not he's not someone I'd be looking to, to buy but uh, some defender options there if anyone wants to go to the likes of Harry Maguire I don't mind that too much it just always feels like going to Harry Maguire is just not a, an exciting pick in FPL um, but 4.3 years um, so if you want to go for him for this fixture and then you can rotate him moving forward um, then yeah, then yeah, that could be an option. Um, so other than that, uh, in terms of the squad reveal, yeah, I was well before that. I was going to say, was there any other points that anybody wanted to mention, or be pretty much be happy with game week sixteen? Any sort of, you know, the I think pre- really if you're talking about the teams, you probably mentioned the others. The which? Sorry, the teams. Yeah, if you're if you're going to look into the like our teams, then if there are any points that I'm missing, we could probably. Yeah, of course, we can cover those. Um, Before we go on to that, there was one other thing I just wanted to mention, and that was, if I can manage to get it here, I always seem to struggle to see it. Uh, You'll know where it is, Chazza. EPL Live, there we go. Um, So, go ahead, Chazza. You know more about it. Can I give it a plug? Absolutely. It's my time to shine here outside of Captain's Corner. You guys have not downloaded this app already. Get yourselves onto it, and I promise you it is free of charge. My articles after every game week is published on this app where we talk about who's shine, who's in the spotlight, who are the ones to avoid, along with a captaincy conversation with a corresponding game week. There you have it. It is the governor. Thank you very much. (laughs) Thank you for that, Chazza. So, yeah, going into our teams uh, for this week. So, I will have a look here. Chazza, we've got your team already, so I'll add that one. We'll go through yours, go through Brian's, and then uh, then myself. All right. Well, I'd love to do live transfers, but I don't think I can because there's about 12 press conferences on today. So, if (laughs) Ange says, sorry, sun's out for a month, that might change things. But the current thinking is... And Bumo out, Cole Palmer goes in, Harlan captain. You play a 3-5-2. Gabriel Taylor, Simicast out the back. All five mids play because they are the governors. Archer first on bench and Watkins Harland up front. Wow. 
Wow. So that that is it for this week, pretty much. No, no moves yet until we get more uh, more presses and, and except Patel, probably in Boomer, probably in yes. Boomer, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Boomer and Palmer. Fair I was enough. Thinking H uh, Asia Cup. You were thinking what? Sorry. I was thinking a Hey Chan or. In fact, a Wobi bet, he's probably going to AFCON. So that rules both of them out. And Willian is 35, probably going to AFCON too. Rules himself out. Jimenez. He's Brazilian. Willian, Brazilian. I think. Oh, yeah. He's that the same mistake <laughs> yeah. I made with Luis Diaz last year when I said, oh, yeah, he's Brazilian. No, he's Colombian. Oh, God. Well, it's a similar mistake, but, you know, probably not the same as the word to say. <laughs> no, nah, it's like Muhammad Gandhi. Yeah. All right, next thing. <laughs> Okay, right. Uh, let me see if I think I should be able to. So let's remove this. Uh, Please do. And let me share. There we have it. Ryan's points. Actually, we didn't go through your points before, did we, Ryan? Uh, no. Is that Sorry, right? I just want to share this comment. <laughs> William might go watch game. <laughs> God's sake, Jazza. Come on, do your research. I know geography is probably not your strong point, but yeah. Um, okay, let me know if you can. Can you see that, Ryan? Uh, it's not up yet. I will oh, add yeah. it. That's why we've got Chazers. Let's get rid of Chazers. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Um, so I, for lol, started Turner, you know, just in case if Steve Cooper decides to change his mind, mm. uh, in the hopes that I don't have to play Ariola against Spurs. But at the end of the day, I didn't even have a goalkeeper. Um, yeah. So I had Gabriel. Lascelles came off the bench for Simikas, unfortunately. It was looking good until Trippier did what Trippier did. Um, I had Trippier as well. Uh, Saka, Gordon, Bowen, my hero. Uh, Bumo, uh, Salah, Watkins, and Haaland. And on the bench, I had obviously had Ariola, Simikas, Tofolo, and Osula uh, mm. on my bench. I've made moves, including a minus four. Didn't wait for any press conferences because, you know, money is tight these days. Exchanges <laughs> were happening. Yeah, team value is shocking these days. Yeah. Unless you, know, you caught those uh, those little uh, nuggets. Yeah, uh, but I'll bring your team up in a sec. I'll actually do that. So, uh, thirty-two points for you this game week. Um, was that okay for you? Were you a tiny okay? red arrow that took me from about six hundred and thirty or something to six ninety. Okay, so it's not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and uh, yeah, there's your team for this game week. Yeah. A minus four uh, that included uh, Boomer out for Palmer before the price rise. Uh, mm -hmm. So I got I caught that. Um, I also, because of, uh, this is with the Newcastle game, Lascelles went off injured. Um, mm -hmm. So that kind of worried me. I don't know what the status of that is going to be. Maybe he'll be fine. But um, the re I did take him off um, and also bought Dubravka on for Turner instead of Ariola because you never know, right? Newcastle could go in the January window and buy a goalkeeper and then I'll be with I'll have to make another goalkeeper transfer. Um so I just did the safer move of like Dubravka to so Turner to Dubravka, um Lascelles to Branthwaite because I once I made these moves, um because I was thinking of bringing Sun for potentially game week 17, I was looking at like Bowen to Sun as well, which meant mm -hmm. I had only 4.1 to spend exactly. And Brainthwaite is 4.1. So that's exactly the type of player I could go for. So I left money in the bank for Sun, Bowen to Sun. Uh, but I've gone for Brentwaite. Now, Everton, again, we mentioned they're not too bad as a team. Um, I've 
started him over Gabriel for the moment, just because I think Villa will score. And I, f- I kind of fancy Everton to either keep a clean or even a cheeky header against Chelsea's defence. You never know. Because Chelsea are so bad defensively. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't mind it. I don't know. Maybe I'm going to change it back to Gabriel. Let's see how it goes. Uh, I've got Dubravka because, over Sanchez because not confident about Chelsea's goalkeeping. Also wanted to keep money for Sun. And interestingly, Dubravka was at, when they were keeping a clean sheet, there was like a tussle between him and Trippier and Shah and Lester for bonus points. And then at one point, Dubravka went to three bonus points, which is not normal when you have Trippier as well in that team. So I was like, okay, this is not too bad. So yeah. He did, he did actually look okay. He made some good yeah. saves. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, I've seen someone someone in one of my uh, WhatsApp groups uh, comparing to Neuer, a combination of Neuer and Buffon. Um, I wouldn't go that for that. Far, that, but... <laughs> that quite quickly changed in the uh, in the second half, didn't it? You know? yeah. But yeah, uh, really sort of interesting moves that you've made. Um, I think the one that, I'm a little bit or well, mostly surprised about is probably um Ranthway and yeah because I just I couldn't go to anyone else 4.1 that's basically it yeah that but the main you, reason you brought in did you say you brought in Gabriel or you already had it no no, no I had Gabriel before so oh, it's Ranthway and Brantford Dubravka and Palmer Palmer right yeah for Boomer yeah for Boomer yeah um yeah I don't mind those moves I think obviously for this week it's not ideal, Ariola being injured. Um, yeah. You've got the Bravka. You've kind of covered that because you had no playing keeper this this game week with the thirty two points that you got. Um, Brandweight has looked actually quite solid recently. He kept it clean last night. I think he got a goal the week before uh, and a clean, so maybe it was like nine points. Um, and Palmer just is is almost like a no brainer in the minute. I think he is the best player, standout player for Chelsea. Um, he's. I mean, that goal that he scored against United shows that he is capable of not just being that penalty guy, um, mm. which is really good. And he's still cheap enough. Um, he is going up all the time. So I think he's, he is going to end up being six million at some point. Um, I, I could uh, just uh, one more thing to add. I could still potentially, if we get news from Moyes that Ariola is fine, potentially start Moyes over Dubravka. Unless we get news from Ange that Sun is out, then I might actually start Dubravka, even if Ariola is fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think you probably you probably don't it's not ideal against Spurs, but I mean you probably don't mind that given that the Bravka will still rack up save points. Mm. I think that is clear based on last night. Um what the situation is on Newcastle's defense, I'll be very, very surprised if we see A the same eleven, but B that we don't see, I'd say two, maybe even three injuries because they've played so many games, so many minutes, that same team, um, that Newcastle team, and you know. Botman, whether he's back, we, we still don't know. Um, what do you think, Chazza? What do you think of the moves that Ryan's made? Makes sense? Yeah, I love it. Get that Newcastle play out. Um, Brumo's out. That's the main thing. A hit this time, period. I feel you've got to take the hit only if you feel it's really worth it. And if Ryan reckon, reckons it's worth it, then he's going to go out and smash it. <laughs> Pretty positive then from... Uh... From Chaza Ryan, he, he definitely approves. People got a bit positive at this time of year because it seems like on Twitter land, everyone's too negative, and ninety nine percent of chances this game we got all to Carl Palmer. Yeah, you know what? Even though I said I was surprised by the uh, the Branthwaite uh, move, what I, I meant that it probably sounded negative, Ryan, but I meant that in a good right. way because of yeah. Everton at home last night's result, how he's looked recently with his with his nine point return as well. So I was surprised in that sense that you've kind of yeah. 
kind of gone for him that you know given that they've got Chelsea next then that you're going for Palmer as well but um but yeah 4.1 I uh, I think it's a great great move yeah uh, I mean if they they could keep a clean sheet because they kept a clean sheet against Newcastle they yeah. could also lose the clean sheet and he could still get a header. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, well, that's it. It's almost bittersweet because you want a Palmer return, but you want a yeah. Bradley clean sheet. So, yeah. you know, it's it's quite difficult in that respect. Um, but yeah, good moves. I mean, think moving forward, you, um, you, you're trying to plan ahead, really. And the Bumo injury, although it's really frustrating and annoying, especially with, with that fixture that he had coming up um, against Sheffield, he has to, has to then become a priority, doesn't he? Um, so yeah, on to my team now. Let's have a look. So I'll just remove that. I've just removed Ryan by mistake. Apologies about that, Ryan. Um, and I'll bring my team up here and see what we've got. So let's just stop that one. Bring this one. I'm in a bit of a dilemma. Um, Chazza, I mean, I know you spoke about your team briefly, but I've just been thinking about. What we said before uh, about flags and so on. Um, we'll go back to your team in a sec, just a second, because I just want to quickly uh, I want to look at that. So this is me for this week. This is how I'm set up. Um, I've got a couple of flags. I've got a Matty Cash is issue. Um, Ariola, Leno, they both play each other, <laughs> but I've got Jared Bowen. The team on paper, to me, doesn't look too bad. I mean, Saliba, I'm going to start. Simicast, hopefully, is back in the 11 after getting completely rested. So you'd imagine he'd start, especially after Gomez, I'm on a stinker as well. Um, and then, yeah, Salah, Bowen, Palmer, Saka. For me, uh, I'm going to keep Watkins, even though I might free hit an 18 still. And I think, for me, it's probably going to be Cash and Mbumo out. I haven't decided yet. I am going to, Chazza approves of that, so I like that. But I haven't decided yet on who I want to bring in. Uh, if I bring in Huang, he's got the Asia Games, he's on four yellows. That feels like the one I want to go for. I don't want, uh, I've already got Palmer, I don't want Gordon. Um, and there was one other player, I think, as well. Why won't anyone Gordon? You know, well, I've got a funny relationship or funny story about Gordon. Now, I brought him in for the Bournemouth game, he blanked. Uh, I think we had a break then after that at that point. It might have been the international. And I took yeah. him out. I took him out and brought Salah and Palmer in. And then uh, Anthony Gordon got 13 points, obviously. Um, and then he got 10 points. So I cannot do that. You know, I can't bring him in, take him out, um, and then bring him back in again. It just doesn't make sense to me. Um, he does the hokey pokey and it turns around. And exactly. Gordon's <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he is an option. I can't say he's not. Can't rule it out. But I just don't feel like I want to go there. Um, especially the fact that Newcastle are away. They're awful away. He still does run a lot, Gordon. Don't get me wrong. But they're playing Spurs away. It just don't, doesn't feel right to get him. However, when you look at Newcastle's fixtures from 17, 18 and so on, they are great. Um, so I might end up making that move and just, you know, think sensibly for once rather than bringing him in, taking him out, and that's it, you know. Um, and the cash situation for me is I've got Gehi, Kabore doesn't feature anyway because it's City's parent club. Gehi plays against us. So I have got to look at the options for cash. And 
at the moment, I am really torn on who to go for. Um, is it a Pedro Porro? Is it a Reese James? Um, is it a cheaper defender like you've gone for, Ryan, and Branthwaite and so on? So, yeah, moves aren't made yet, but that's that's kind of where I'm, I'm landing at the minute with the team so far for this uh, for this game week. Yeah, I just want to go to to your thing, Chaz, or your team. Back to that in a sec. Let's have a look. Let's find your team. Uh, so there we are. And there you on are. The top, at the top, of course. At the top. No, actually, tell you what. So I don't need to do that. I can remove that and I can add this. That's your team for this week, right? So if you scroll down a little bit. Why? Oh, geez, I didn't even know I was still on the tab. You really? are. You yeah. are. It's a good job. You are. Yeah. So go on, pick team. So we should show your actual team for the week. Because you just showed us in the transfer mode, didn't you? Now, what what do you think, Ryan? I mean, <laughs> Ryan. Boom. Boomer oh. has got to go. <laughs> <laughs> You've got one uh, free, right, Chaza? Oh. Okay, so Boomer got to go uh, for this week. That's it. And player three for two. Okay, so it's just Boomer and then play the rest? Is that what you think? Yeah, if Sun is fit, you play the rest. There's no reason for him to take. Oh, you have Taylor there. I just realized. Who? Uh here's Taylor in, in defense for Brighton. Yeah, that, that's most <laughs> like it's getting position. more and more, isn't it? Like yeah. Um, yeah. So who do you plan on taking Boom out for? Chaza. Palmer. Is it Palmer? Yeah. Okay. So he knows the he knows the Boomer move, right? Which is okay. opposite to mine because I already have Palmer. So Chaza yeah. knows that one at least. But then okay. Is it worth him taking a minus four? Do you think he just goes with it this week? Do I go Mitchell to Alexander Arnold because I can't afford him? Oh wow! 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 What? Wait! You could. You've got. No, I'm not buying that. You've got Harlan, Watkins, Salah, Son. He doesn't you have could... Saka. That's why. How much have you got? Uh, uh, yeah, he doesn't have Saka, so it, he's got three cheap midfielders, kind of. Yeah. So if I go, sorry guys, welcome to my. Welcome to my world. Welcome to my workshop. Here we go. Transfer time in game week 16. Wow. Hey. Wow. I don't mind that. Not going to lie. Would you go Trent or would you go Trippier? The only problem with Trippier is the nah, Trippier's blanked four in the last six. I'm going to Yeah, go. fair enough. All right. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Could do that. I don't mind it. Yeah, I know you don't mind it, but can I tell you this? I'm not going to do it. Because can I tell you why? I'm not taking a hit all season and it's going to stay that way. So I'm just oh, going to do okay. a one free transfer. Yeah. That fine. is me. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm I think I'm really, really surprised how much money you've got in the bank. Even I know you've got Matoma and Gordon and you've got Taylor, who's cheap, Simicas. I'm just still so surprised how much money you have when you get rid of Bumo and... Uh, you must have really good squad value. The, the team value, yeah. Squad value must yeah. be... Let's have a look. Do you want to have a look? Go yeah, on. why not? Let's see. It's, Go flex your squad value. It's 102.2, so it's not oh. top tier. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so I very... guess it's just that no sucker, so you don't have that 8 million priced. No. No yeah. Bowen. Yeah. No Bowen. So it's, so it's no Saka, no no Bowen. And no worries. Just the solemn. Uh -huh. No worries. Wow. Okay. Um, 
So, yeah, we've looked at the teams. Um, All right. Can we get to captain's place? It's been 90 minutes. One thing I was going to move on to was Captain Corner. Exactly. That, that, that's your time to shine now, Chazza. So, yeah, bud, take it away. Look, thanks, mate. Really appreciate it. Can you just get the um, – oh, beautiful. You've done it already. You are the absolute governor. All right. Captain's Corner, welcome to Game Week 16. Yes, I'm back for the first time in a couple of Game Weeks. Now, I don't have I don't have a little son, but I could give you plenty of tips. Well, I could do my very best. Now, that is based on the statistics I have found. So we're going to start off with a 23-year-old Norwegian away at Luton, Erling Haaland. Now, firstly, let's talk about his track record against promoted sides. And he's had eight Premier League meetings against promoted teams since he's come into a Premier League. And that is consisted of nine goals and an assist. And this will be his ninth meeting against a promoted side. And this time in Luton on Sunday at Kenilworth Road. Luton have conceded 12 goal, goals at home, which isn't that bad, but have conceded, conceded a third of them on Tuesday night against Arsenal. And as I said, is it a chance for Haaland to be benched? We shall see, because he's played his last four games 90 minutes straight. We go to Mohamed Salah, who is away at Selhurst Park. In fact, it's a ground in that he plays pretty well at. In his three appearances he's made there, he's managed to score three goals, along with chime in with two assists. And never forget that early kickoff three years ago where Liverpool won 7-0 at that ground in front of no one who would have thought because someone ate a bat. He came on as a substitute in just 17 minutes of playing time Scored two goals and an assist. But let's talk about his teammate, if you don't mind me. On the same side, red side of Merseyside. Let's talk about Trent Alexander-Arnold, who has scored 47 points in the last six game weeks, which is second amongst all players in the game. And it's only two points behind Erlen Haaland. Alexander-Arnold's seven chances created against the Blades was five more than any other player on the ground. Jared Bowen is your great Maverick pick. And I'm sure Ryan may mention this. I'm sure Reedy may mention this. He has scored in seven consecutive away games. And if he scores against Fulham on Sunday, it'll make it number eight. Last season, he assisted Harrison Reed's own goal in which it proved enough for Hammers to win 1-0 at Craven Cottage. Now, that is it for the Game Week 16 edition. May your captain, well, may your captains get a return, but may your arrows, more importantly, be green. Thank you very much. Well, there we go, Ryan. Um, a selection of captains there. I mean, I think, I think it's fair to say we're probably all still going to go uh, Captain Harlan, but um, Jared Bowen. You know, not a bad option at all, I don't think, given his uh, his record and his stats. And I know Fulham have just smashed Forest 5-0, but it is a much uh, tougher fixture against West Ham, who will be thriving after beating Spurs away uh, last night. Um, but yeah, any other, any other picks do you think, Ryan, that Chaz mentioned? Nah, kind of covered, basically, the way Trent? he's going. Trent, maybe? But then we have Salah. Probably really good Trent. Uh, That's true. That is true. You know, yeah. if you've got Trent, I mean, I know somebody who did actually captain uh, Trent because they didn't have Salah. Now, 
that makes sense, of course. You know, yeah. if you don't have Salah and you've got Haaland against Villa, maybe you would go Trent. But, uh, oh, God. I mean, I'm glad Charlie's not taking a hit because his team with Trent in it would be absolutely unbelievable, um, I think. Um, but, yeah, that's Captain Spawner. Maybe I do. I'm Maybe just playing you do. You sneak all around you. Yeah, I'm not taking a hit, so I reckon I'll just follow what I got. Yeah, yeah, fair dues. Um, but yeah, so that's it for today. I'll, I'll I'll wrap up basically. Thank you so much to everyone that's tuned in today. Um, yeah, appreciate it to the podcast. Hit like and subscribe, um, making sure that you turn notifications on. Or if you listen to the podcast, please do give us a follow. Uh, and leave some feedback if you want. Um, but brings us to the end of of the uh, preview show for game week sixteen. Um, not far through halfway of the season, you know, a few more game weeks. Thank you to Ryan. Thanks, Bud, for coming on. Appreciated it. And uh, we will be back for for uh, the review and of course preview of game week uh, sixteen and seventeen. Keep an eye out on the FBL Addict socials and uh, yeah, may your arrows. Be green. And one final message, which is eat shit, Jack. Eat shit, Jack.